Welcome to Hattrick City on WXCI 91.7, Danbury's only all-hockey radio show. Uh, I know that some in our audience don't know the finer points of hockey. You want me to dummy you again? Hattricks, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of Hattrick City. I'm your host, DJ Patty Cake. As always, joined by me here in the WXCI studios, DJ Uncle Matt. Matt, how are you doing this past week? We had a little bit of an off week, nothing really much to report, so we figured we kind of relax for a bit, but how are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, back in the studio here, and it's uh, it's been great working these games at the arena with you, Pat, and just kind of getting... Uh, up close and personal with uh hockey again and uh being in the arena just uh it's exciting time when when hockey's about to start here because i think it's really when the the best time to be in danbury is when there's a hockey game on friday and saturday night yeah and you know the from where we left off there was uh two games set with the na3 team unfortunately both games resulted in a loss however we got points on the board with the overtime loss that we had. I believe it was Saturday night. So we have a point in the points column. So we're things are looking up. We were able to hold them off a little bit that game. We we played a little more towards the end, but the it's there. The the promise is definitely there for this team to start kind of realizing the mistakes and really making that a whole consistent push through each game. Um, so this weekend on the 29th, they'll be back home against the Long Beach Sharks, who at this point have played three games of the season. They still have yet to get a win, so both teams fighting for their first win of the season this Friday. So should be an interesting matchup if you want to come down. Then on Sunday night, they'll be playing against the newly formed New Hampshire Junior Mountain Kings team that also has an NA3 club. They also have yet to get a win, so definitely going to be an interesting weekend depending on how each thing goes. I mean, what did you kind of see in that weekend, Matt, from your perspective? You know, it's uh, again, it's one of those things where it's a very, um, you know, they're just getting the ball rolling on the season. I saw a lot of grit. Um all the guys playing definitely wanted to win. I didn't see any just lackadaisical type of attitudes out there. I, you know, listen, it's a for both the NA three and the NHL. It's competitive. The, you know, these guys aren't just playing for wins. They're playing to get noticed, and they're playing to um, kind of advance their careers in the in, in the college ranks for most of them. So it's it's really interesting. Uh, to get a really up close and personal look at it, and I'm excited maybe about possibly getting a few of the players on the show so that we could really talk to them about what they're experiencing. Because I, you know, just being on some of these home games, I would love to tag along um, and to help out the team uh, maybe on some road games if 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 that comes down to it. Uh, because it it really has been an eye opening experience for me, and I think that anybody in Connecticut that hears our show. We've said this before. If you like college hockey, you're going to like what's going on in the NHL. These guys are going to be at the D1 schools. We've already had a bunch of guys um, move on to college hockey, many to the D1 level. Uh, so, yeah, come down if, if you're interested. And the NA3 guys, um, a game against Long Beach on Friday night. I'm kind of excited. You know, I, I know that Long Beach rink from growing up in New York and the uh, – that's a you know it's kind of interesting to see what what they bring to the table you know so maybe if it's a good game i'll make the road trip for that yeah and then also the null team has been away for a bit had the uh showcase for 2023 out in minnesota they will pull away a very exciting overtime shootout win over the newly formed colorado grit that was a two to one final that was their first win of the season however considering those are exhibition doesn't really count towards our regular season record but they did notch a win for the first time this season 
against the New Hampshire Mountain Kings. Again, brand new team. It will win game two of that series three to one in regulation. So, I mean, hopefully this weekend, um, you know, with their opponents that they go against, that they keep that momentum rolling. And then when they come back next weekend, back home to Danbury to face off against that same team, um, you know, hopefully they're able to kind of recreate what they were able to put out in that three to one win. And, you know, we're obviously big advocates for college hockey. Again, talking about the NA and what they do and how these players trying to get noticed. College hockey is going to be in Danbury this weekend with the West Con Wolves Ice Hockey Club having their season opener here at the Danbury Arena at 530 against SUNY Maritime. Um Definitely going to be an interesting game to see. If you want to come down to that, please feel free. Um, it's it's a great program. We're starting to kind of it's starting to come back a little bit. Had a bit of a rough patch with COVID and all that, but it's it's making its comeback. There's a lot that we talked about with Connor Woolley this upcoming episode, and I talked about with um, the captain of that team, Mason Perugini. So definitely listen to this episode to you know kind of get the feel of the room going into this season for that West Con team. It's going to be an interesting season. I'll be there. Matt, you think you're going to come to that? I think I'm going to be this Saturday. I think I'm going to be coming back from a newspaper assignment on Long Island, but I, I will most certainly stop by uh, if I can. Sounds good. And, you know, like we said, stay tuned for a great episode with Connor Woolley and Mason Perugini. Hey, this is Johnny Ruiz, captain of the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Hot chicks, baby! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We have here in the studio WestCon's very own captain, Mason Perugini. Mason, welcome back to the show. It's a pleasure to be here. As always, and you know, last time we kind of had that hiccup with recording where we talked for 30 minutes, realized I forgot to press the button. This time, that was the first thing I did when we got in here, so... You know, we're all good to go now, but it's been a long off season, I'd say. Um, how has your summer been and, you know, just everything in between that? It's been a good summer. Uh, definitely a grind. I mean, right now, uh, a lot of my summer was focused on my LSATs, getting ready for law school, gearing that up. But I'm pretty much wrapped up with that now, um, finishing up the last couple ends with my application, and now it's full focus on hockey. Yeah, and, you know, we we had the chance to kind of celebrate a little bit, celebrate a championship. Um, how was that for you? Did you kind of go hard on it or were you just kind of enjoying the moment? Um, the championship was, it, it was a blast. I mean, getting to be there, I working on the Zam department, I actually had like a goal line view of the shot. So I felt like we were one of the first people in the arena to see it go to in. See it, yeah. it, it was definitely a wild experience, but it was also the second they scored we had to run out and go stop people from coming onto the ice so got to be a fan for about five seconds and then immediately back to work after that so and then also like when they won the championship i had my wisdom teeth out i had my wisdom teeth removed oh yeah the date like the day before they won but i was like i kind of want to go watch the ship and stuff plus we needed bodies at work so (laughs) i was like i was like a chipmunk my face is all swollen but it was a good time yeah, I actually I completely forgot about that. You had mentioned that to me. I was like, dude, that's that's crazy. You're even here right now, just you know, full swelling, just like yeah, yeah. Not a great look. What's up? Were you tired? Yeah, um, not necessarily tired, but my face was definitely hurt. And I remember like <laughs> after the game, and they're all celebrating and stuff. They had like a bunch of pizza and stuff, and I snagged a pie, and I was just like, I couldn't eat anything. I was just sitting there watching everyone else eat pizza. Was, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Yeah, you could have had a drink. No. I wasn't. I wasn't twenty-one at that point either. So. Oh what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were. No, I turned twenty-one this August. So. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, happy late birthday. Oh, I, I wish you a birthday. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're good. Okay, we're good. Um, you also mentioned that you know you've been working with the Fed team a little bit. Um, I saw a little bit of a post on Instagram too, doing some resistance training. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, so over the summer, I've been fortunate enough to be allowed to skate with some of the Fed guys over the summer in the morning skates. Uh, those guys are just a bunch of beauties. Like, honestly, like every one of them, just super welcoming, really helping me get better. And it, 
I feel so much better now than I did at the start of last season. Yeah. I mean, just getting to soak it all in with these guys. I mean, they're all phenomenal hockey players, and you know, getting to watch that and see that example just helps me get fired up for the season. Just feel like I'm getting better every morning. And then for the off ice sessions, we've been doing our off ice at Champs Boxing Gym with uh, Amesbury and. Ames is a man, dude. Like, he puts us through the ringer with our workouts, but they're all a good time, and the boys are buzzing, so it's a good time. What kind of workouts are you guys doing? Oh, I mean, we're it's like a combination of, like, it's all high intensity, mm. but we're doing, like, a lot of cardio mixed with weight training, and it's just, it's a bagger, but it's a good time. <laughs> I'd imagine so, and, you know, um, at the time of when this comes out, it'll have been last week, but... The schedule has come out for the season. Um, are there any matchups that you're excited for this year? Um, as far as playing teams, I feel like every team this year builds a new, brings a new challenge. I mean, every team is different this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like the league's layout has changed so much. I mean, last year Shu was a juggernaut in the league, but I don't think they're gonna be. They're gonna be the team to beat still probably, but I don't think. Every team's going to be competitive this year. It's going to be a tight league. The game I'm probably most excited for, other than our home opener, just because yeah. first game of the season, so excited to get playing, is probably Yale, just because getting to play at the Whale is going to be unreal. I mean, I played there once in high school, but it's such a sick arena. Yeah. And then, you know, you have a few games as well where you get to play out of the Devil's Rink, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, both Stevens Institute of Technology and the New Jersey institute of technology they both play out of the practice arena at the prudential center but they're connected Mm. so like last year we had a game against stevens and we got slammed with traffic because at the same time as our game there was a kodak black concert happening (laughs) at the prudential center so getting in and out of the city was not exactly a fun experience but (laughs) playing there is always fun it's a good time yeah and you know this year we we fully have aiden on as head coach right yep yep he's a head coach so what's that been like that transition for because i know he came in kind of as an interim and then became more of this is what it's going to be um i would say it was a seamless transition but it's been seamless in the sense that everybody respects aiden as a coach and everybody's on board Mm. but i definitely think it's a new culture that aiden brings to the team and it's probably the not the most serious but everybody's here to be a playoff team everybody's here to win a championship this year and Aiden really is at the forefront of that mission I mean he's coming in with a new system that we're implementing with the team a new attitude with the team and we're we're taking this fully seriously this year like Aiden is setting the tone for everyone and we couldn't be happier to have him as our head coach and is there anyone else that's going to be on the coaching roster, so to speak? Any assistant coaches at all or no? Yeah, so a familiar name that uh, everybody may know, uh, Colin Coe is stepping up as one of our assistant coaches. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I mean, most of us played with Colin last year as our, our goalie, so it'll be fun to have him on the staff. And then one of the Fed players who's also very close with Colin and Aiden, Connor Woolley, he, he was playing NCAA last year, joined the Fed team, at the end of the year and now he's playing the full year with the fed team but he's going to be coaching us as well and he's a great guy too so very skilled hockey player we got an amazing coaching staff and uh i think we're really primed for a great season here and how is it looking in the goalie department because i know where we left off colin was our last guy he graduated and then um can't remember the boy's name What's our name? new goalie or no, the old oh goalie. max max yeah I'll make sure to cut that out, but yeah. <laughs> and then Max, um, he went and sought out new endeavors. So who's the new guy? You know, honestly, the only way I could describe our goalie situation is kind of like the Rangers back when Lundqvist was retiring. Everybody <laughs> had the question marks, but then bang, here comes Shesterkin. And, you know, we've just been blessed with great goaltending for the last five, six years. I mean, from Colin now moving into Dino, we have our new goalie Dino, and then we also have our goalie Jeffrey. So we have two new goalies this year, both phenomenal hockey players, both phenomenal goalies. I mean, there's not a single question in my mind that we're going to have solid goaltending every single night. And, you know, just like last year with Colin, I think every single game our goalies are going to give us a chance to win. So it's exciting. Yeah, and also what I was relieved to see when the schedule came out was the start times of the games. I was (laughs) elated to see that we're 
putting these games in a you know more you know accessible time frame um i will say there is at least one game i think there's a 10 o'clock i think we have two 10 o'clock starts yeah Yeah. but those are road games so we really don't have too much control over those i think maritime's a 10 o'clock start and i also think king's point is it we have a home game that's a 10 o'clock oh who's that against stevens okay but yeah i mean honestly 10 at night 10 in the morning doesn't matter (laughs) boys will come ready to play and uh exactly i think uh we're gonna surprise a lot of teams this year just because like i said before it's we're a very determined group of individuals this year and regardless of skill level across the league i think with the discipline that aiden brings forth and the new systems that he's implementing we're going to be a problem for a lot of teams i'm hyped to see that and you know i know last year roster the depth chart was a little low towards the end i mean how is it looking this year i saw the picture of you guys in the gym saw a few i thought new faces but it just might be i haven't met them before um any new additions to the lineup besides our two new goalies yeah so we got a couple guys coming uh for their first first time at westcon we got dan gallagher who's going to be a huge addition to the team we got anthony cardello dan rooney uh we got our buddy brayden we got um jeffrey as i was saying and dino new goalies i'm sure there's some more guys that aren't jumping out oh ben wolf he's another great player that's coming to us so we got new bodies coming. We got new blood on the team. But like I said, the the old guard and the new guard, we're all on the same page here. We're all determined. We're all ready to, to battle for a championship this year. I know. it's. I've been waiting for this season to start just based off of I know that things are going to be different this year. And it's, you know, we're working hard on getting more people involved in the program. And then, you know, student support, too. So... You know, to those listening out there, if you're a Westcon student or you're just a fan of Danbury hockey, this is definitely something you should come out to. Um, believe it's September 30th, so this Saturday, by the time you're hearing this, um, will be their home opener. It's a 5:30 start. Why can't I remember the name off the top of my head? Of oh, we're playing Maritime. Playing. We're playing Maritime. There you go. We'll make it seamless. They're playing Maritime. I totally said that the first time. <laughs> and make sure to come out and support. I mean that's that's going to be a big game for us and you know to see this new stacked lineup against you know this team it's just going to be a blast and i could already feel it um besides that what are some other things you're looking forward to this season um i mean the biggest thing is you know why we all play hockey just getting back with the boys getting back with the team that team bonding just having the fellows together is going to be a blast um like I said last year when I was on here, I really don't think there's a better group of guys in the league. As far as just character on our team and team bonding, there's not a single like outcast on the team. There's no one that's really like separated from the group. Everything we do is as a team. Everyone's together. Nobody's left out. I mean, it's just a great group of guys, and I'm excited to not only be playing games with these guys, but getting up bright and early in the morning, practicing with them, getting good skates in, getting food with everybody. It's it's fun to be back in hockey season. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned to me that you're almost done with, you know, your major. Um, this is also your senior season. So, um, you know, what is kind of the, the emotion that you're feeling this season, just going into it knowing that this could potentially be, like, the final? It's bittersweet. It's definitely bittersweet. I mean... It's tough because right now I don't want to take it all in because we have a we have a job to do. We got to go out there. We got to perform. I mean, the thing with our roster is we're going to find success only if everybody buys in and everybody plays their role. And I think we have a team that's ready to do that. But that starts with me. Right. Like, yeah, as captain, I got to set the tone for everybody else. And I think it, it doesn't take much to make this group follow suit. I mean, everybody's ready. Everybody's here for the same reason. We wouldn't be waking up at six in the morning for practice if we weren't here to win. So for me, it's really like, I don't think it's fully set in yet. I, I think that closer to the end of the season, it's going to hurt a little bit more. But as of right now, I'm excited to get the season started. For sure. And, you know, before we let you go, is there anything you want to tell the fans listening about this opening weekend? Yeah. I mean, if you happen to make it out, just be ready for a fun game. I mean, everybody here is ready to battle. The guys are itching to get on the ice. I think it's going to be an outstanding game. Uh, just expect a Westcon W. 
And that that's what we like to hear, ladies and gentlemen. Also, forgot to bring this up. New uniforms, right? Yeah, we got new new jerseys this year. We're we're gonna be looking fresh out on the ice. So everybody, make sure to come check us out. Come look at our new jerseys. We uh, should be having a photo shoot coming out a little bit, revealing the jerseys. But Ooh. got some sweet tarps to give a little beat down on Maritime. It's gonna be a great game, September thirtieth, five thirty at Danbury Arena against Maritime. Make sure to come out and support the Wolves. Mason, thank you for coming on once again. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And best of luck this weekend. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, this is Tobias Ojek, number 96 on the Danbury Hattricks, and you're listening to Hattrick City on WXCI. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hattrick City. This week on the show, we're welcoming in rookie forward Connor Woolley. Connor, how are we doing today? You know, can't complain. Just enjoying the uh, the summer being a champion most recently, and uh, you know, really just reaping those benefits and those rewards. I guess you could say. Always easy to get along with a dude who can't complain, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, great to have you on the show, bro. It was a lot of fun kicking it with you, kind of towards the end of the season there. And um, I always like the fact that we got somebody on the hatch that's one of the great parts about kind of being an independent team and the way a team like that can recruit we kind of got local guys on the team you know so that's really cool and connor you know why don't you take us through your story for some of the fans that you know maybe they listen and they don't really get to mingle as much where are you actually from and where'd you grow up so i grew up uh, a town called poquag in a district uh, arlington where arlington high school is um that's where i ended up going uh, I grew up playing in Millbrook um, for the youth program over there, made my way over to Westchester Express. I kind of stayed in the Brewster building for a little while, played Apple Corps, you know, kind of stayed at home once again, and mm-hmm. then I ended up going to college in North Shore, Massachusetts for Salem State, played there four years, and that was, you know, a great time, and um, definitely loved that path that I took, like being, you know, staying home for the most part and being able to have that luxury, having a junior team right down the road, um, you know, now have that luxury. <coughs> And the the pro level is pretty pretty remarkable. So the that's the Masac, right? Mascac, yeah, Mascac, yeah, 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 yeah. So so uh, they, I guess that I'm pretty sure that's the same conference that Westcon plays in in football. Yes, the Mascac, yes. right? So it's like I think Westfield is is, is in that conference, right? Yep. Yeah, so it's all Westfield's this, in there. Yeah, my my brother played basketball for Westfield, so it's all they got a good team there for basketball. Yeah, they, my brother was that coach's very first recruit. He was with uh, Coach Sutter like a uh, day one, 1998, and uh, he really they they used to play in like a really small kind of like high school gym, and then they they got a really nice facility there now, and he goes to the NCAA tournament. So it's it's actually a great conference for college sports. A lot, I think there's. There's probably been some random guy who snuck into the NHL over maybe years ago from the MassCAC, and 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 if not, there's definitely guys who played minor league hockey for for years, and and uh, you know there's definitely a lot of good basketball guys that that came through that conference too. So like, wh- what's Salem? You know, I haven't been there for years, and all I really remember is like going to a haunted house. So like, what's Salem like when you're a college kid? Oh, it's a pretty good experience, you know. Um, all in all, you're in a great location. You know, you're in North Shore, Massachusetts, which is such a hotbed for hockey. Um, you know, people love it up there. And Are you actually on the water? Pretty much, yeah. So I was about, my house where I was living at was about 10 minutes from the beach in Nahant, uh-huh. uh, a little bit more east, and that was a great area as well. You know, they had some golf courses there, some of the boys would go to in the off season. Uh, but downtown was great too. You know, it'd get a little touristy in October. You know, you get people coming in from Boston and other parts of New England to come check out, you know, all the tourist attractions in Salem, like, you know, the Witch Trials and, you know, the Witch Museum and, you know, there's good bar scene and stuff, too, for the late night crowd. And, you know, it's also 20 minutes outside Boston, so you can't really beat that. And, um, you know, good sports environment. Everyone loves all type of sports, you know, especially in, you know, New England as a whole. They love their football. You're really only about 20 minutes from Boston? Yeah, yep. I mean, to the tip of it, and then, you know, if you really want to get to the heart of it, you're probably a good 35-40. Yeah. Tell me a little bit. You know something? That I, I'm glad I had you on the show because I, something that we were kind of talking about here before we started rolling was that, um, it, like, speaking of the mass cack and that whole area, even the, the original days of the Fed, those guys, I mean, guys who played in the original days, Chris Testa and Jason McCrimmon and, and – um, they might have not played in the mask. Uh, Casey Mignon uh, from the Cape Cape Cod team, he played for Westfield. Oh, no way. So 
my, my point is, is like there just seems to be so much it's good to have you here because you've been in that area you played college hockey outside Boston there just seems to be so much talent in that even just the one or two hours outside of the Boston area in any direction um, you know I'm really surprised that nobody ever took a chance on a federal league team I think I think there are a couple of obstacles I want to get your your opinion on I think one of the biggest obstacles first off is there is some is obviously the Bruins which is like kind of a New England team and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are really kind of engaged in, in that but but also there's there's minor league hockey pretty fairly throughout New England and then there's also some junior a little bit of junior hockey and I think that the biggest thing is probably there's a lot of college hockey there's a lot of D1 yep. hockey and there's probably some D3 teams that get a little bit of a following but why, why not you know, maybe. Do you think that this league could work anywhere that you could think of the federal league? Do you think it could work anywhere you think of? And if you do or don't, um, you know, why? Yeah. So I think, contrary to popular belief, a good place would actually be New Hampshire. They would just have to find a more populated um, area for that because you don't really know of too many professional teams. You know, whether it's at the you know three-letter league level or if it's at the the minor level, you you don't see too many pro teams over as you get into those wooded areas. Um, so if you could find a team or you find a place, you know, maybe close to UNH or some other colleges in in uh, New Hampshire where you draw a crowd that may don't maybe don't have hockey teams, that'd be one spot I would think of for sure. Yeah. Um, and then maybe another one would be somewhere in Maine. I think Maine is yeah. always a great spot you know it's very scenic it's great in the fall time a lot of people like to be up there for the fall and winter to do you know fall winter activities skiing snowboarding whatever else um but yeah no i think those are the two spots that i would think of first in new england area and then really i think it's just a matter i always say it's like we're we're here in an area here we're you know we're on the border of what you know we're in connecticut we're bordering kind of that westchester kind of pathway to upstate new york kind of um area and then we have you know other parts of but that's we have a great pool to pick from here in danbury because of where we are and there's no other federal league team really that close to us i mean the the, the closest one the next closest opponent is binghamton so i always wondered like just with all the talent all those college guys i mean we we see it in this league you know we we saw it in binghamton who's the guy um i don't know if he i think he did play last season in columbus but um and he played the previous the season prior to that he played in Binghamton but i think he played at both Qu- Quinnipiac and Vermont like a oh wow type of a guy so like you had a guy here who was pretty much who played at some of the highest levels of college and he was playing in the federal league that just goes to show me that you know it's like somebody i just think that goes to show that if a guy like that is playing in the Fed. Then there's there's some place in New England where it could work. We we could have a great rivalry with somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, Definitely. Just on just based on the talent alone. Was that Thomas Allworth? Oldworth? Trying to look now. I don't see him on. Yeah. Did he play for Columbus this past year. I think he did, but uh, or maybe he played for Mississippi. Try Thomas Oldworth. Here, hold on. I got him. You're saying they'd be able to recruit more locally. Well, that's and what I'm saying. It's just like easily, it just yeah. it just seemed like y- you probably have half the half the guys on the team if you're in the right spot living at home. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Played three years at Quinnipiac and a year at uh, Vermont. So that just goes to show, like, and that goes to show the listeners that there's a lot of talent passing through. One thing I can tell you is, it might not be as consistent. Um, a league where you see call-ups to the ECHL like it was in the first couple of years. But I tell you, there's a lot of talent. Billy is recruiting international guys to come here. Other teams are doing the same thing. We're getting guys co- coming out of good D3 college conferences like the MassCAC. And, and uh, obviously, like, Gonzo played in a really good D3 conference. So the talent is, is coming into the league. It's just you know, I, I always wondered why I, we could probably move on to the next su- subject, but just like I always kind of wondered some of the players. I mean, th- there's probably guys who would be open to doing this if it was a little closer to home all over New England. Oh, for sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just I think that, it, you know, being that it's kind of an entry level league and there's the, you know, the, the 
Paisley is really the lowest in, in pro hockey. I guess you, you'd be like, everybody knows that. Um, just like, you know, I think that opportunity to have more teams just to, just so that we don't have to drive eight hours to Virginia to play a game. So take us through the last couple of months. You know, you, you finished out your college career with Salem State. How did you guys do before you kind of moved on here to the hat trick? How did you do personally within the season? Personally, within the season, um, I would say I did all right. It was a pretty – I was a little bit injured in the beginning of the year for the first, you know, game or two um, coming into it. But then after that, I kind of found, you know, my rhythm and stuff. And I was a senior on the team, so I was trying to be as much of a leader to the younger guys as I could have been, you know, in that role. And um, as a team, I think we had a pretty solid season towards the end. We're the type of team that they have a type of identity where they like to get hot. Um, when it matters, mm-hmm. they're kind of like a one-off team, and that's to their favor. You know, that's how college playoffs are structured. You know, it's not as much of a series. It's one-off games, so, you know, it doesn't matter how you play all year. It matters how you play in that one game when it matters, and I think that they have a good identity at doing that and coming together when they need to to make that type of stuff happen. And my senior year last year, we went to the semifinals, and, you know, that wasn't our best run that we had while I was there, but, um, you know, I think that was a good year considering where we grew from the start to the beginning of the year or beginning of the year to the end of the year we definitely grew did did you have another year of eligibility left i did so i did have another you, year you walked away you could have you could have played one more year huh yes i could have played one more year um i i felt as if for me personally that i think there was time for me to move on you know just in a sense where i wanted to find a new new home and you know i wanted to find a, a different team with some some I guess you could say match my playing style a little bit more I felt as if you know I was a little bit different than what the college game was I I felt like my game was a little bit more geared towards the the pro style game a little bit more um, I, I guess you could say I like how Billy kind of lets us play a little bit more to our own identity mm-hmm. you know he doesn't really have an issue if you know if you're a grinder go out there and grind but do it well and you know if you're a skill guy go out there and you know be a skill guy but do it well and I think that's you know, he lets everyone create their own identity, which is, I didn't see that in college. It was more of a, you know, play the systems or, you know, scoot down the bench kind of, kind of, you know, environment, which is fine, you know, and that's great. And I, I figured that this was a better spot for me once I stepped away from that extra year. Did you, did you get a chance to finish your degree or? So I'm actually in the process of doing that now. I, uh, I switched over from a geography degree to a sports movement science degree. Geography is tough. Yeah, it was. Holy shit. It's pretty open-ended. You can take some, you know, you have a lot of freedom to what classes you can take, but it's definitely, it's a different way of thinking. No, it's know? not It's not an easy major at any school. Yeah. yeah. Um, I ended up switching because um, I have a, a business that I'm doing here in Danbury, Tri-State Sports Group. So I ended up switching to sports movement science with a focus in recreation because that's kind of where... I'm just headed right now with life outside of, you know, outside of playing hockey. So that was kind of decision that I made late on, but I'll have to make up some credits for that, you know, now that. Are you still enrolled through Salem State or is it? Yeah. So my classes are going to be finishing with, through Salem. Um, you know, if there's anything in like a winter or spring semester at the local community college that would gain me an extra credit or two, I might take that just to, you know, fast track it a little bit. But um, yeah, I still have, I think, another good 12 credits left i think to finish up so it's about four classes when hmm. it's all said and done I, I know guys like dowler you know they were finishing up during no, the year dowler last was year. finishing and kyle gonzalez I, I i'm pretty sure he was i know he wrapped up a master's degree i'm pretty sure he was still doing it kind of in the spring yep. um he 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 kind of did it uh, he he kind of broke up the degree over I think two years, but yeah, he he got it. It's tough, it's tough work. To, I'll be honest with you. Um, just as I, we're able to do this show here through WXEI because I'm a graduate student, and I could tell you that uh, I just have so, like I, if you guys like you know, it's great to see Kyle get it now because he's considerably younger than me. Because I could tell you if you're interested in getting a master's degree. Boy, is it tough to do while you're working. I really, really appreciate. Um, my dad was getting his master's when I was a kid. And my dad was actually doing his bachelor's and his master's when I was a kid. But the master's I remember being just, you know, my dad taught during the day and he did music at night, probably four nights a week while he was teaching. And, 
you know, how he snuck in that master's degree, which was like an education type of a thing, it just boggles my mind now. With three kids, a wife, the mortgage, all these things. And I'll tell you now, it's not easy for me. So that that's a I, I just think that's a great thing that some of the guys are really finished. You, you gotta if you if you go to college at all to play hockey, if you last even three years, you have to finish the degree. There's just no Oh yeah, no sure. option. Yeah, you know? no, there's no I even have I've had, you know, professors that were still there kinda texting me over the summer and stuff like oh hey make sure you know you sign back up for your classes and everything like that because i guess they've seen that story before with some of the hockey guys kind of going a little bit early and well that's the thing you know i'll tell you one thing that you know i don't know if players that that uh are interested in playing for the hat tricks listen to this show i'm I'm gonna say not but i i can tell the listeners and the listeners can tell the players that they communicate with i've actually had at length discussions with billy uh, like literally to my hand falls asleep where, where my my hands on the phone about trying to help the Hattricks players with education here locally in Danbury and I've we haven't really um, gotten to the point yet where we have a system in place but any player and I want to let you know any player that listens to the show and and Connor you can tell us to any of you guys if there's any player that's interested in Right now, while Billy and I are still trying to figure out some formal arrangement, if there's anybody interested in trying to continue their education, either here here at Westcon or down the block at Norgatuck Valley Community College, they can come talk to me, and I can I can at least give them the first steps and point them in the right direction to people because there are people here at Westcon and down the block at Norgatuck that. If any of the players, even if they're only going to start next semester, you know what I mean? They're going to take yep. one class. You know, it just where yeah, Billy has been, you know, Billy has definitely, um, he's made it a point to try and work with me to to basically try and set up a system for the guys to get any. It's great to see some, because one of the things that's great about it is, um, you know, if we can get more stuff like that going, opportunities for the players to finish school, we could get a lot of different guys to come here to Danbury to play because there's probably guys who are saying, well, I'm in grad school. It's like, okay, how about being grad school online and you play hockey and you're kind of – it could all work out, you know, if if, if things are right. But um, tell us a little bit about the the, the organization you started because I, I see you have not only hockey but lacrosse, right? Yes. Did yeah. you play lacrosse in college? I did not. My uh, my business partner there, Aiden, he he played lacrosse for a little bit in college. Um, so did you play I, lacrosse? I did. I did for a little bit uh, growing up. It was definitely a sport that I liked to do in the off season. I thought it correlated with hockey pretty well. Um, but yeah, no, we started this. I'd say the idea came up around 2020, but we didn't actually bring it to fruition. You know, there was COVID stuff and all that. All that went on and. Um, so it was really tough to get it off the ground then. So we ended up being established in 2022, in February of 2022. And we had a tryout date in March, I believe. And we had, I think, just barely enough kids for a team show up to wow. the tryouts. So we were like, okay, this is going to be, we're going to have to really build this thing. And, you know, that was, you know, a couple of years, a year and a half ago now. And this year, you know, turn a year, we already have three teams wow. this past year. You know, so we kind of almost more than tripled our what numbers. What age group is this? So we started out with a 12U team because that's where we had the most um, most ages for. We actually had a kid on the team that was a squirt, so that's a Pee Wee age. We had a first-year squirt on the team, and in our first tournament, we're playing a team, and he goes out for his first shift, and he comes back, and he looks at my other coach, and he was like, hey, coach, that was that was my first full-ice shift. And we were wow. like, what? It was, and this is Pee Wee, so they, they should have already been playing you know full ice for four years. And he came right out of mites into his first year of squirts so they played cross ice and mites he looks up at us in a peewee game he goes ah i just played my first uh full full ice shift and we we're like what you, what no way <laughs> so it was pretty funny having that experience and um you know now turn to this year we have 14u 12u and 10u but next year i think we're going to have 18u down so we're going to have a pretty substantial growth from year to year to year here um and then with lacrosse we've already had uh two teams established for that so with when we start in sp- summer 24 for them. Now how does it work? Do they compete in a specific league or is it more like tournaments? How does it work? Yeah, so with our hockey team, um, that is basically the off season for hockey. Mm-hmm. When we operate is the spring summer. So those are kids that are choosing to play outside their full season programs, which is great. 
Um, we that's more of a tournament based team, uh-huh. tournament program. Um, our lacrosse team won't be in a league either, but they'll be playing in, I'd say, more considered full season tournaments because that'll be lacrosse season for them when they play in the spring and summer. Um, so right now we're not entering any leagues, um, especially for hockey, but lacrosse down the road, we're probably going to look to enter in some leagues for that. Um, no doubt about that for sure. So how does it work? Like, are you recruiting these kids in the winter too to come to it, or how do you how do you start marketing that? As of right now, um, this year we're going to be doing that. I'm definitely going to be traveling to some some youth hockey games to you know just get some face out there and um, talk to some coaches. But as of right now, so far it's just been word of mouth. I think we've been doing a really good job of doing right by not only our players but you know the families too. Like, you know, just giving advice and. You know, parents come up to us, they ask about off-ice things, they ask about on-ice things, they ask about, you know, maybe should I try my kid out here for a full-season program? Should I, you know, should I leave him here? Should I listen to this person? And we're kind of like that neutral third-party voice because, you know, they're not on our full-season teams. We don't have any full-season teams. So we can say, oh, no, like, you know, just keep them where they are. You know, we can give them the good advice to say, you know, they're fine, just, you know, let them develop and everything will shake out. So I think we also do a good job of doing that, and that kind of that kind of spread for us was you know just doing the right thing for people and for players, and then by word of mouth we've grown that way. But um, for these coming years, we definitely want to continue expanding. So I'll be doing some recruiting. You know, one thing is when the season ends in the in the federal league and really all of the minor leagues, there get to be guys. Oftentimes it's a local guy or or just a just a rookie that gets that chance at the end of the season to play in a few games. You got to play in, I guess, two games? Uh, five. Five games? Five yeah, games, you got yeah. your five games in. That's right. I think it was two at home, two or three at home. Two or three at home. Total, yeah. yeah, and um, you, you got your taste of pro hockey, and from conversations that I had with coaching staff and a few other players, everybody was really excited about uh, what you could bring to the table. But it was obviously, uh, as you, as you, you know, pretty much understood there was a numbers game type of a situation there at the end of the season. But let me ask you something. You know, I saw you every day. We were on the road often together in practice sessions and stuff like that. And what did you take from the whole experience? You know, like it's it, – there's probably aspects of it that you obviously wish you were a little more involved with. But what, how does it how, – how do you summarize it in your mind? Oh, I mean, just from coming in – Right off the bat, I mean, I knew it was a place that I wanted to be. I was very thankful for the opportunity. Um, I came in, I met with Billy. One of the first like, first thing I did was meet with Billy. Then I got out for the first practice, and I knew, like, oh, this is going to be a, a bit of a step up. And like you said, it was a numbers game, so I had to understand that there was a little bit of a, um, you know, totem pole to be following suit in, and I had no problem doing that. I I was very thankful for the opportunity like I said and it was nice you know like you said making that jump to pros the great thing about this team specifically I don't know how other teams are at the professional level but I know the group of guys that we had in that locker room everyone was so focused on getting themselves one percent better every day and but in a way that it would help the team so you know everyone was very concerned and you know worrying about their own assignments their own responsibilities and making sure that they're handling that and it always helped the team in the end and I think that was something that I tried to you know emulate in my play no matter if I was in a game or in a practice just try to get better you know everyone else is trying to get better just by one percent even just a slight percentage each and every day because everyone was pulling for each other and I think that was something huge that I that kind of opened my eyes like oh okay like come especially the time of year that I came into you know like right before the playoffs guys are trying to make a push there's probably not too many guys going up or down at that point in the season. Like, you know, there's probably looking like what the roster will be. So, you know, a lot of guys are really starting to pull for that championship push. And, you know, that was really good to be around and get a taste of my first year because there's, I mean, there's nine other teams in the league and the rookies on those teams can't say that they're making the same push that I was fortunate enough to be a part of. Um, so definitely in my situation, you know, I I was very thankful for, you know, given how it all turned out. And, you know, it's definitely an experience that I will remember for a lifetime. For the fans that um, really only got to see flashes of what what you like to do out there on the ice, what could you break down your game a little bit? Like, when are you, when are you most in sync out there when you're doing what, you know? Um, de- I'm definitely more of an offensive 
player, I would say. Um, I like to I like to have the puck on my stick, but I also like to get it off my stick, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I definitely, like I said, I lean on my offensive game, but you know, I'll try to I'll try to keep it simple to a point where I'm reliable. You know, I, I like to consider myself a reliable player, and you know, you could put me out in most situations, and you know, you'll say, okay, we're going to be fine. Um, but yeah, no, I, I definitely like to keep it at a keep it at a steady level. I try not to do anything too flashy. Try not to do anything, you know, too out of my pay grade, yeah. I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, no, I'd say I have a good motor. Can definitely skate. Um, and I like to I like to be offensive for sure. I like to play, blow the top of the circles with the puck and attack in the net. Now to kind of circle back a little bit, you mentioned your business partner for Tri-State, Aiden. You guys are actually friends and will yes. be coaching the Westcon team this upcoming season. Um, take us through how you kind of grew up with him. Were you guys from the same area? Oh, you're going to be helping out with Westcon? Yes. That's yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah. I'll be one of the assistants this year. That's uh, awesome. Aiden and I actually, we played, so he was a birth year above me growing up, so we caught each other every other year with the way we were just, hockey was a little bit different. Um, now I, I think they do most levels by by birth year specifically, uh, but I would catch him every other year. He was always a big leader on our team, so a lot of guys gravitated towards him growing up, and you know that's the type of guy that you want to start a sports business with, obviously, as a guy that was a leader in the sports realm. Um, but yeah, growing up, we were always buddies, and you know we'd catch each other every other year. Um, we were able to meet through hockey and, you know, we kept in touch after we stopped playing together. We even, you know, crossed paths a few times after that against each other. And, you know, we were able to, I, we were just, we caught up one day over a Christmas break and he was like, oh, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I'm trying to get this, uh, this sports program off the ground, especially with hockey. And he was like, oh, I'd love to help. You know, I've, I'm in business right now myself. And, you know, so he was a huge part of that. That's when he ended up coming in and that was, he was a huge part of uh, getting that off the ground. No doubt about that. He's been our anchor in that sense as well but I'm um, looking forward to taking that step with him in the college level because I think that I'm going to see a different side of him <laughs> as a coach than I see with the younger guys with our little guys so um, but I think I'm going to have to step in and be a little bit more of a good cop role with with his coaching style which is fine um, but yeah no I, I think it's going to be good and I think I'll be able to learn a lot as a coach um, you know, coaching those older guys because I've learned a lot coaching the younger guys, but I think it's going to be fun being able to coach those older guys, young men. It's great to hear that um, some coaches that are really engaged right now are going to be taking um, taking over WestCon because, you know, uh, I was actually speaking uh, to some of the people in the Office of Institutional Advancement here where I worked during the day, and, you know, this place is at its best when we're good in sports, when it's really active here. I mean, there there was a great era in football here. I mean, phenomenal. You know, probably one-third of the team for years was all D1 transfers. Uh, and, and it would be great to get back to that. I know um, they're working on, on – um, they've had their ups and downs, but they're working on, on getting back there. And I know they're doing pretty good this year. And same thing with basketball. You know, it, this was always a place where guys who played at D1s ended up coming back to and, and, and doing well here. And they're, they're, we had a great season in basketball last year despite some some tough breaks and, and really tough Keene State team that we just can't get past. But, you know, it's great to hear that there's good coaches that are going to be involved in the club team here. And there's really be no, I'd really like nothing better for us to get really good in club hockey, we could do it. We have a great venue. We have good coaching now. You know what I mean? And uh, there's probably even things we could do with this show to help to help that team and to to support that team somehow. So it would be it would be great to 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 continue kind of covering the team and stuff like that because um, it's a again there's so many resources here and uh, you know. Uh, the, the hockey team is one of them for sure, and, I, and it's great to hear. I I'm very excited about this. It's great to hear that there's some, you know, coaches that are going to come in. Hopefully, you guys could build something up. You know. Yeah, and you know, this Saturday is going to be the season opener, so you'll be in town for that. It'll be at Danbury Arena against SUNY Maritime. Wow. Um, how like what is the emotion that you're feeling going into this? You know, it's going to be your first time coaching college. And, you know, it's the season opener, big game, first game of the season. How are you, like, 
you know, what's your thought process right now? Uh, I'd say, I honestly going into the first one of the season, you know, you just you don't you're not expecting everyone to get the systems. You're not expecting everyone to you know understand your goal of you know of the whole team at the end of the day. But um, you know, you really just as a coach, I want to see them be motivated. So if that's part of my job to you know get in there and help them motivate them before the game, I'll, I'll try and do that. But other than that, I, you know, you just try to stay in the moment, I guess you could say, and use it as a learning experience. Um, that's the biggest thing above all is, you know, games one to one to five, especially for myself, are going to be a learning experience of learning the guys, you know, their, you know, how their playing styles, you know, how their tendencies, how I can, you know, certain habits and how I can either, you know, reinforce them or break them. Little things like that, you know, are things that I'm going to try and pick apart in game one and um, and then go from there and build on those into the games to come. It, it's exciting that you guys are going to take the opportunity to do that because I, I, it's the Metropolitan Hockey Conference, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I have a good friend of mine, shout out to Sam Kim, who was a head coach in that league at Columbia and is now the video coach for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And, you know, listen, you have to start somewhere. There's not that many jobs, especially in this area, for college coaches. So it sounds sounds like something good is happening. You know what I mean? It sounds like, yeah, listen, it, it might take a while. Uh, hopefully these guys play hard for you, and, and hopefully the team grows. You know, because, uh, like I said, it's uh, there's a good opportunity to, to have most of those teams in that league. You know, they rent rinks all over you know, four, I used to I used to actually have to cover Fordham's games in that league. Believe it or not, for the Daily News, we used to cover their games in the Daily News once in a blue moon in the in the weekly section. And I mean, there was talented guys. There were like guys who would drop down a couple of years, here and there guys who would drop down from NCAA hockey. Mostly guys who had gone to like a D1 club school, and they just didn't either didn't like the school or things changed or whatever. But there was a lot of there was a lot of talent uh, for that level around, and it was really competitive. As a matter of fact, that guy Sam Kim, when he was coaching Columbia, and I was covering it for the Daily News, they lost in the finals to Fordham, oh. who was down something. Fordham was down something like I swear to God. I hate to quote the score because it'll never it'll never do justice to that game. Fordham was literally down like five to two going into the third period and ended up winning something like eight seven or some crazy onslaught in the third period. It was just it wasn't like it was just this complete takeover, and uh, that was. That was a pretty rough day for my buddy Sam Kim behind the bench, but uh, they they it was it was right there going into the third. They were up five to two. It was like a beer league game like that, you know, just yeah. totally opened up in the third period. It was like completely, com- like a completely different game from the first two periods. But listen, you know, it, it's uh, when. So have you been skating with the guys who've been skating at the arena as much as you can? Or yeah, we uh, shout out to the Breakfast Club. We've been uh, we call it the Breakfast Club. We've been skating around like six. These kids were born twenty four. <laughs> yeah, you were born like forty years after the Breakfast Club came out, and they were born like thirty years after it came out. Man. Yeah, no, we had uh, we have a good group out there right now. Um, we've had uh, Ames, uh, Lugo, Gons, Kuzi. Um, Frankie just got back into town. Johnny was here last week from yeah, Monday was. to Thursday. Um, I hope uh, probably Falanga's been been there. Butts Butler has been there. Um, trying not to leave anyone out, but I Kuzi's there all the time. Yeah, Kuzi's yeah. there. Um, yeah, that's it's been a good skate. Um, you know, we've been trying to put in as much. Oh, X. Yeah, X, X has, has been, been there. around. Yeah, um, it's been a great skate. Um, you know, the boys are definitely keeping the energy going throughout the summer and it's just good you know to to get in there with the guys on a regular basis and you know it's start the day off like that and you know get a good skate and keeps you keeps you going I can't imagine there's too many other teams in the fed that are keeping that same mentality going you know especially in a in a group sense it's really hard you know if you talk to guys you know you'd think for some pro guys it could be a little easier to find ice but some guys, when they go home for the off season, they have a really hard time finding ice. And, really, you know. So for us to be able to have that luxury to go out a few times a week, nonetheless together, 
you know, it makes the skate better for one, but you know, it, it, we all pushing each other too is, is, you know, can't, can't get better than that. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see you guys perform, you know, in the pro season, but you know, currently to, to this week when this gets released, I'm more excited to see your coaching debut this Saturday at the Ice Arena. It's going to be great. 5.30 start time. So if you want to come down, it's free for all to attend. And I know that for a fact. So Definitely on. free. The extra's going to be open for those 21 and over. That'd be good. That I would like, be good. I feel like that's a good attraction for anyone that would want to go to a college game is having that open. Um, well, you know the guy to talk to about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, who do you like in football? Football. I grew up a Giants fan. Um, but so, yeah, yeah. lately I've been, uh, lately I've just kind of been respecting game. You know, like if I see a player or a team that has a certain mentality that I like, I, I'll, I'll tune into them. I'll follow them and I'll, I won't root for them over the giants, but you know, I'll, I'll give them a, a cheer every now and then if I see something I like. So I want to ask you, um, how far is it from home exactly? Like to get home, like right now after we finish this, um, where I'm living now is about 35 40 minutes i'm living in pleasant valley new york i have, I have a couple friends still with a group of du- yeah buddies who yeah. you're living with yep so we're we're all hunkered down over there in pleasant valley um that's it's a good nice drive you just hop down 84 taconic and it's pretty scenic once you hit the taconic it's pretty nice so it's pretty quiet uh, I, li- I like how quiet it is out there you can kind of just get back and you know relax and listen to trees in the wind and whatever else but um well i wanted to switch up the question that we normally ask because you you spent a lot of time around the brewster rink right yes so where's your favorite place to eat around the brewster rink that's probably tough so there is there's a deli right down the road uh called kingsley's um i used to that used to be a main stop for me especially when i was in junior there we some of the boys we would uh either before practice you would get a breakfast sandwich or after practice you would get you know maybe like uh they had one sandwich there for the longest time called i think it was the godmother it had like <laughs> prosciutto you know mozzarella all the all the good stuff on it, olive oil and um that was really good but i stopped going there when they started putting so you know how like Belgoizo has the little mozzarella balls? Yeah. They'll put that on their sandwiches now. Come on, instead, instead of, like, of like sliced slice, mozzarella? Yeah, oh so my god, that's bad. That's when I that's when I cut ties with Kingsley. Sorry to give you guys the bad rep it's on It's tough here, to get good mozzarella because you know what I mean? Like it's not it's not as easy as you think, but uh, Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, no, that was that was the spot. You um, know, that's how you know I like well, he appreciates real mozzarella. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he really appreciates that. I Definitely. like that. Definitely, the girl, my what, girlfriend's family's fresh off the boat, so they got you know right what, off the boat Italian. So they got, I have to say it right. I got to do it right, you know. Otherwise, I'll get some slack. When I was um, when I was a kid, there was this woman around the corner from my grandmother's house who made, who made like, the cheese and in, in the boiling water and stuff like that. And she she like didn't give up. She would like put her hand right oh, in yeah. the hot water. She didn't care. She was just like it was really unbel- It was really um unbelievable like that craftsmanship so it's, it's good to hear that you appreciate good cheese you know what i'm saying oh, for sure definitely um i don't know pat again i'm just going to reiterate the same thing i'm excited for the westcon opener I'm excited to see you there on the bench again 5 30 puck drop at danbury arena if anyone wants to come and see this team just absolutely do their thing and you know just just from a fresh take i feel Obviously, this club has been kind of making a comeback in sorts, but this year it really feels good going into it, especially with the crew that we've built so far. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think there's more of a buy-in energy this year. There's more of a you know a presence with everyone mentally. So, I, and those are two things that you know with with this level, if you're not practicing every day, you know, like we're not like if you opposed to other college teams may have the luxury of practicing every day, stuff like that. You know, with with our practice schedule, it's really nice to have guys that come in. You know, they only get two, sometimes three times a week to come in and, you know, do their thing. So for them to come in and, you know, turn their brains on for those couple hours and really, you know, hone in after full, you know, class schedules and whatever else they have going on is is pretty, pretty remarkable. You a Rangers fan? I was growing up. Now, um, <laughs> I guys just flip sides. I do. I do. I'm like a long side. I was thinking about like, a, I just, it's so crazy. Like, I'm such a long suffering Jets fan. I was watching the game the other day, and we switched, and there was just like a regular game. I was like, "Wow, this is what it's supposed to be like." I huh? like yeah. just back and <laughs> forth, like actual. Who? Let's hear who you like now. So I, I grew up Ranger fan, um, 
But now I've started to like uh, Carolina a lot. I <laughs> really, really like Carolina. I like Brindamore as a coach. <laughs> I like what they're doing over there. So That's I like kinda... sin saying that in Connecticut. It's like oh saying you're an Orlando Magic fan or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's where uh, they got my heart right now for sure, Carolina. <laughs> well, there's a lot of people in Connecticut that just changed the way they felt about Connor <laughs> Woolley. So, I mean, damn, bro. You, you, at least you saved it to the end of the interview. Maybe I will say, though, us off I do now. have more Hartford Whalers merch than I do Carolina merch. I have more than I do any team at this point. It's easier. Yeah. I, it makes the most sense, especially in this state, to have that kind of merch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But. Again, you know, Connor. Thanks for thank coming you. in, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. No, thank you guys. Pleasure is, you know, pleasure is all mine. So, pleasure to be on with you guys, and uh, looking forward to the next one. Of course. And again, five thirty Saturday, Danbury Arena. Be there. Maybe I'll take one shift for WestCon this season. Hey, why not? <laughs> How about that? Huh? Do it. Do it. I think I'm a little too old to actually play college athletics, but hey, you never know.